Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Now it is time to welcome uh, an amazing guest onto the show. Four-time All-Ireland winner, four-time All-Star winner, and Sunday game pundit, Ur- pundit Ursula Jacob. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. How are you? I'm great. It's Dermot chatting to you today. Dave is on as Holliers. Uh, but uh, how's Wexford looking? Is it wet? Um, no, it's not wet at the moment. It's not as warm as last week, but uh, it's still dry, so I'm happy enough. you got a big GAA game happening. A big, um, well, I guess uh, the biggest names in GAA and entertainment are going to face off in a showpiece hurling match. Where is it, where is it all happening? Yeah, so tonight is the night. Um, it's taking place in St. Conlet's Park in Newbridge at 6pm. So it's the Hurling for Cancer uh, charity game. So it's after a two-year break, it's brilliant to, to have the game back and it's an incredible lineup of stars, both past and present. And I don't think there's any event out there that you'd have top jockeys, GA, sporting and TV stars all in one place. And it's such a brilliant cause and I'd really, really encourage as many people as possible to come along tonight because there's brilliant pre-match entertainment. Everyone gets an opportunity to meet all the players and um, it's it's raising money for a really important cause. And so far, you know, there's been over 1 million euros raised for the Irish... Uh, Society, so it's brilliant uh, the work that the likes of Jim Bulger and Davy Russell are doing for this. So um, I'm hoping and expecting a big crowd tonight. Yeah, you broke up a little bit there, but the charity you mentioned was Irish Cancer Society, and of course, it is hurling for cancer is the event. Brian Cody, Kilkenny legend, is one of the coaches. How do you feel about going up against him as the other coach? Uh, well, I'm actually I'm working alongside Brian tonight, so I'm happy enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, smart move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so we we'll we'll be the brains behind the, the win if 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 Davy's team get comes out on top. So Liam Griffin and Liam Cahill are on the other side. Um, so it should be a, a brilliant night. As I said, there's brilliant past and present players. You know, you've a number of the Limerick senior hurlers like the Morrissey brothers, Kyle Hayes, Darrow Donovan, and then when you've the likes of TJ Reid, Lee Chin, Patrick Horgan from Cork. You know, it's an incredible lineup, really. Um, and then you some of the the kind of past players like Damien Patenry and Brendan Cummins in the goal so and and then throw in Stephen Hunt in the mix uh, ex-Ireland soccer <laughs> player so you, you're getting a bit a bit of everything um, and it's brilliant everyone gives their time and as I said everyone gets to meet and greet all the players afterwards as well Yeah that's class I presume you uh, were stuck into the uh, All-Ireland Camogie final there where Kilkenny getting one over on Cork how did you feel about that? Yeah, sure. Look, it was, uh, it was a brilliant final, a brilliant showcase for Camogie in general. And we've actually two of the stars from the Camogie final playing this evening as well. So Ashling Thompson from Cork and then Miriam Walsh from Kilkenny. So um, it's great that they're including Camogie players as well. And it just shows the standard of Camogie out there that they're they're, they're feeling and playing alongside uh, these top hurlers. But yeah, it was a great day for Camogie a couple of weeks ago. Three top class finals and three worthy winners as well. Yeah, and the crowd are obviously following suit as well and uh, representing that popularity. I mean there was 23,000 people there and it's growing every year um, I suppose I look at it in terms Ursula of um, my own daughter Rosie who's 11 and she goes up to our local club Binader and she plays Gaelic and she plays hurling and you know she's really starting to get into it and I want to be able to bring her to a full Croke Park and you've got to feel the same way. I haven't played in you know in, in Croke Park yourself and played in front of so many crowds over the years it's got to be a good feeling when you see it growing or do you feel that it, it could do with a little bit more of a push? 
Yeah, well, look, it is growing, but it, we, we do have places to get to as well. It, it does need to constantly keep growing and evolving, and I'd be hoping that in the next couple of years, you know, that, that the, the, the crowds will even get bigger. And that, that comes from um, the more that the game gets, you know, a higher profile on television, in newspapers and everything. But I, I can't speak highly enough about the game itself at the moment. It's in a really good place in terms of the standard of camogie out there. And I think the more visibility we see of these players, like the Ashton Thompsons, the Miriam Walters, whoever, uh, the more that young girls and, and boys as well that see these stars playing on the big day, whether it's alongside hurling matches, whether it's standalone camogie games, but we need to get more bums on the seats, definitely, and we need to get the kind of higher attendances, because you look at the ladies' football finals and it's up at 40,000 plus, so the camogie have a little bit more to do with that, but um, it, it's heading in the right direction. Yeah, but if you look, my money talks, doesn't because if you look at the Lidl sponsorship of the ladies' football, um, I mean, suddenly it was all over billboards. It was on telly. It was on radio. It was everywhere. And, you know, and that costs money, you know, to make that happen. Yeah. It would be nice to see um, the camogie just get that injection of cash. You know, we'd, we'd Heather O'Reilly, uh, you know, the World Cup winner for USA, uh, multiple World Cup winner. Uh, she's just signed for shells. It's a different sport, obviously. This is uh, women's soccer, but... She's here now playing her her football in Ireland. And, you know, in the States, women's soccer is is a big deal. These players are household names. Nike and and the likes have been behind them for decades. And that cash injection really puts them into people's homes. And, you know, young girls in particular, when they're growing up, know the names. They see them on telly. They see them on billboards. So it would be nice to see Camogie get that cash injection, that bit of support maybe from the corporate world to a larger extent. And, and make these players more famous and make the crowds grow. And, and that's it, and I suppose that's the visibility I'm talking about. And uh, definitely you, you would be envious as a camogie player at times when you look at the ladies' football and the sponsorship and you see the advertisements for the game and then you see the games weekly on TG Catter. So, you know, that's where I'm talking about the camogie is in a good place, but it has it has to improve in that regard as well. And without a doubt, the injection of cash has to happen too because if you're looking to promote the game to a greater audience and that visibility... Um, you you need the injection of cash and support as well. So I'm hoping that kind of backing and support will will come in the next couple of years because the game is in a good place, but in order for it to grow even further, it does need that backing as well. Yeah, we absolutely love your punditry on the Sunday game. And, you know, I have to say we, we were delighted. It was powerful when you called out the anonymous social media accounts and unfair headlines for those nasty personal attacks on you uh, over in recent weeks. Where's your head at with all of that now? Um, To be honest, I feel a lot better from it. Um, I feel like I kind of took back the power from from those kind of cowards and, uh, you know, trolls because, to be honest, it was kind of bugging me each week that I was seeing these comments. And it got to a point where you're like, there's only so much staying quiet that you can do. Um, and I'm someone who, who is a strong person who will always stand up for myself. And it just got to the stage that sometimes you need to, you need to speak up for yourself. And I do feel like I've taken back some of that power as well because, um, you know, as I said, it was affecting me from my, in my personal life. I was getting upset when I shouldn't be. Um, and I know they're irrelevant and, you know, they're, they're very much, you know, cowards hiding behind computers or phones or whatever, but it still does impact you in ways. Um, and, uh, to be honest, the response I've received in the last few weeks has just been phenomenal. 
um, the, the amount of support, uh, messages, phone calls, cards sent to me. And, and that's really given me a huge lift as well because, um, as I said, when things become unenjoyable and it's, it starts impacting you and your family, well, then you're nearly kind of wondering, is it, is it worth all the work that you're putting into? Um, so, to be honest, I feel a lot better from it now. I don't think it's going to change the world immediately or anything like that, but if it does maybe make some people more aware that, you know, uh, harmful words can have, you know, an impact on a person. Like, at the end of the day, I'm a human being like anyone else. They do have feelings. Like, and I also said, I've no problem that anyone criticizes me if they don't agree with my point of view, but don't attack me about where I'm from or the fact that I'm a woman. That's where I have the issue. Yeah, and what was bizarre is that a lot of it was focused, as you say, around your accent and being from yeah. Wexford. And what's, you know, I found very strange, like the Sunday game is a celebration of all the, you know, the four corners of the island. And it's a, the home of strong accents. If you look at like Joe Brawley or Pat Spillane <laughs> or, you know, it's not as if everyone has perfect, you know, broadcasting yeah. BBC accents. You know, it's it's a celebration of everyone. I was wondering, is it is it possibly that people haven't heard a Wexford accent on telly um. enough uh, that they were kind of shocked. I mean, it takes me back to when I was on the Republic of Telly back in the day and I remember the Rubber Bandits came on and I don't think people had heard a strong Limerick accent. I was used to it because I grew up there. But, yeah. but maybe it was it was something new to their ears and I suppose they weren't emotionally mature enough to handle it. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. If, they, if they're not emotionally mature enough, they should take a visit to lovely Wexford. It's a great county and there's lots of variances of uh, Wexford accents out there. But to be honest, I think it'd be very boring if we all looked the same and sounded the same, whether it's on the Sunday game or any TV programme. And the thing is, you know, uh, they'd never be commented about my not or my, you know, uh, my critique of the game. It's, it was always to do with, you know, oh, I can't stand her voice or her or her accent or whatever. And to be honest, I'm not looking to change that. I'm not going to be changing anytime soon unless I'm going to move far, far away from Wexford and I start adopting a different style. But look, unfortunately, there is just people out there who will find fault with you no matter what. And maybe that was their easy way of picking on someone like me that will comment about her her accent or her voice but um, look if they're not familiar with the Wexford accent as I said they're more than welcome to visit the county of Wexford and there's lots of great uh, spots down here for them to visit Oh, Absolutely and uh, is it Wexford is home of the Rissole? Uh, it is. Yes, yeah. Myself, it sure is. myself, and Dave on when we did our tour were absolutely horsing into the results. So. Well, don't forget, the, don't forget the strawberries and spuds now as well. Uh, they're 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 the most recognisable things. But yeah, we we are the home of those as well. Yeah, well, something tells me those keyboard warriors uh, don't have four All Ireland senior medals or four All Star All Star awards either. So uh, they can try a bit harder. Uh, let, yeah. Let's just remind everybody of the event that's happening tonight. So it's uh, ten year for adults and 15 euro for families which is really cool on sale at hurlingforcancer.ie and of course it'll also be uh, on sale at the gate as well St. Conlet's Park in Newbridge uh, uh, which is today throw-in is at 6pm and the best best of luck who do you think is going to win as a coach and a pundit Ursula? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, look, I, I have to stick with my, my own team. So I'm going for Davies' team uh, tonight. So myself and Brian Cody will be, uh, you know, the brains behind the operation if we get the win. So <laughs> you never you never know. Um, we, we got Brian Cody out of retirement. So uh, that's a good start anyway. <laughs> Fair play to you. Uh, well, look, thank you for putting all your time and energy into such a great cause. Hurlingforcancer.ie. Ursula Jacob, former Wexford Camogie star and Sunday game pundit. Thanks for chatting to us today. Thanks a million, Dermot. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today.